At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, it is Thursday night. We don't have a lot of time, so let's just get right down to it for this showdown matchup. We have the Giants traveling to San Fran to play the 49ers, and let's just be clear here. I'm going to be up front. I am a Giants fan. Everyone knows I'm a Giants fan. The Giants are losing this game. Barring a miracle, the Giants are losing this game. The only question is, how competitive is this game actually going to be? And I know that may sound deflating for some of you hearing that, but let's just be honest with ourselves. The things that the Giants can do well, the Niners are better at, and they have advantages on both the offensive and defensive lines. So, anything that the Giants would like to do with the screen game, the 49ers can do in spades and be better at it. The 49ers are better at tackling. They're better at blocking. Pretty much in any area of physicality, they are better. So, even if the Giants wanted to get a little bit nasty and mix it up, the 49ers are used to this. They just went through this against the Rams last week. And because that game was on Sunday and there's a Thursday turnaround, maybe the Giants can use some of that to keep this game close if they want to get a little mean and dirty and take some shots. Like, But... We haven't seen that from the Giants defense yet. We haven't seen that nastiness to kind of get into the mix there. So when it gets to a situation like that, you know, realistically, you're trying to say to yourself, what scenario are the Giants capable of winning this game? And the only thing that it comes down to is somebody gets hurt. You're going to need like Brock Purdy to get hurt. You're going to need McCaffrey to get hurt. And you're just kind of hoping for the best. That's about it. That's the scenario. Because the weather is going to be fine out there. You don't have inclement weather. You don't have anything that's going to make this a sloppy field or anything where it's going to be like a field goal battle. There's none of that. The Giants have no strategic advantages anywhere across the field in this game. The 49ers are flat out better. The only question is, can the Giants keep this game competitive? Because it's a ten and a half spread. And I do think there is 
a very limited scenario window where the Giants can do that. So, truth be told, the line is just wide enough where I can contemplate the Giants. I can contemplate the Giants at 10.5 because it's wide enough. The reason why I still think if you're do if you're really betting money and you're conscientious about not losing it, you would still take uh, San Fran. It's just the nature of the beast because the way for the Giants to beat San Francisco still requires some measure of the 49ers being off their game, and I don't see the Giants as the kind of team. To play dirty or grimy enough to throw San, uh, San Fran off their game and not be on point in terms of their execution. Because San Fran is going to force the Giants to tackle the football and defend the screen pass. And from what I've seen with the Giants defense thus far the first two games of the year, they are not going to be capable of doing that. So, with that being said with the actual analysis, we'll get into the thought process of how to try to be successful for DFS purposes, and kind of go from there. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, we are back and looking at the prices. First off, McCaffrey is 30200 I mean, in the flex, captain-wise, you're going to be paying almost twenty grand for McCaffrey. I, I have too much of a hard time accepting this. Now, there is a way to get there with McCaffrey captain. I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. Because if it comes to that, basically it's going to be a long night for yours truly. Because there are two guys that can actually afford McCaffrey captain. And you only have to play one of them. You don't even have to play both of them. Wandale Robinson is active for the Giants at 200. And then there's Ronnie Bell at 200 for the 49ers. Ronnie Bell will be playing in some slot receiver type formations for the 49ers with Brandon and Ayuk out. He, he essentially uh, is moves up uh, and Juwan Jennings will slide into the Ayuk role, uh, certainly. But you're also going to see some Ronnie Bell plays now. And because of that, at 200, you can fit in McCaffrey as exorbitant as his prices. Now, the question is, what do we do with McCaffrey? Because 
I look at it from the standpoint of he's way too expensive. He's never carried the ball twenty times uh, three uh, in three consecutive games in a row. He's done it twice. I think you're go- you're going to be under twenty carries for McCaffrey. He's going to have to do every single thing as efficiently as possible to exceed twenty. And I'd say probably baseline around twenty four uh, DraftKings points to like pay off his value at the price tag that he's at. That's the problem. You you actually have to get to a different spot and going uh, going as high as he costs. So because of that, there's just not that much in terms of roster construction you can do outside of playing Bell or Robinson. That's why I think the McCaffrey captain lineups you're, you're going to get duped quite a bit, in my opinion, because. To fit in the other studs of this game, uh, where you've got uh, Purdy in the game, you've got Debo Samuel. Now, I still think you're going to play a choice of Daniel Jones or Darren Waller because Jones will have the ball in his hands. He can keep, he can scramble. You don't have Saquon Barkley for the Giants. So you're relying on Matt Breida, which, again... It's about as mid as it gets in terms of a backup, but considering he's the backup, it's not the worst backup in the world in terms of NFL running backs. Like, the Giants are pretty solid there. The issue becomes, you know, where do you find a way to differentiate? And, you know, you're going to get ownership on all the names I just mentioned. So that's why... I think you're going to have to go a little bit differently in terms of roster roster construction and look at Daniel Jones and the captain. The reason why I say that is Jones can still distribute the ball and, you know, the issue becomes where where do the Giants get their offense from? I, I still think it comes down to, you know, End of the day, uh, you know, the Giants are going to need Daniel Jones to check it down as much as humanly possible. So, I think Breida still stays in play, although I don't love the play. I think he has to get in the end zone. Uh, Waller has to be considered. Hodgins has to be considered. I know Jalen Hyatt had the big catch. Last week against Cardinals, completely different secondary matchup. While you can throw on the San Fran secondary, they give up the intermediate play, not necessarily the deep ball players. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't think it's necessarily a case where um, you're getting uh, you're getting a massive one one hit play out of. Um, uh, you're getting one. Uh, one big play out of Hyatt. I, I think you're, you're going to have to go intermediate. That's where I think Darius Slayton comes into play. Waller comes into play. That's more likely a scenario. Um, you're not seeing any throwing Shepard. Um, he's basically riding the pine entirely. Um, I don't necessarily see Eric Gray being in the mix. Like To me, this honestly could be a situation where 
you know, you play Daniel Jones and you end up with just playing uh, Graham Gano rather than playing any receiving pieces or a running back like Breida because, again, if they don't convert touchdowns, the Giants are not going to be in the red zone that often against this 49ers defense. That's the other issue. It, it, again, how close this game stays depends on the efficiency of the Giants' offense. Really is that simple because I don't think the Giants' defense are going to be able to slow down Tyreek Hill that much. So you're going to have to try to find a way of uh, make it account in a, in a sense. So, yeah, that's essentially where I'm at. Uh, so you can go with uh, a Juwan Jennings at 4,800 in the flex. Kittle is an interesting pivot off of Debo Samuel at 6,600 in the flex. But I think in terms of the captain, you should be considering Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy. Because Brock Purdy is going to get the ball out of his hands to the pass catchers on the 49ers, and they're going to get the yards at the catch to uh, pad his stats. That's where I think, uh, you know, some of those items should, like, at least in terms of, like, what's a viable play from a showdown standpoint, I, th- I think it's it's going to come down to Giants red zone, and they just figure out a way of punching the ball in, whether it's uh, doing some kind of gadget, uh, I'm saying gadget play with Brita, or uh, you do the gadget play with uh, Brightwell or Eric Gray because they have more speed, but you're going to have to find some way of kind of tricking uh, the audience, if you will. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the long and short of it. I mean, there's not much else to say about the Giants in terms of how they're approaching it. The 49ers, I mean, you know what they're going to do. They're going to feed the ball to uh, Samuel. They're going to feed the ball to Kittle. McCaffrey will get some touches, but I still think this is a game where they're going to use or lean on Elijah Mitchell that much more uh, just from a carry standpoint and just keep uh, McCaffrey stand, uh, 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 just in terms of carries. I think they're going to keep him under 15. Uh, like I think they're really going to limit his exposure, catch some passes, but not go too crazy overall on this. So, yeah, that's all I got, folks. Uh, hopefully the Giants pull it out. Uh, I would consider it the upset of the year if they did, but pretty sure it's going to be one-way traffic for the Niners. So, uh, hope for a decent game at least, and uh, yeah, have a good one, folks. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets.